All right. If kids are around, this is not the episode they should be <laughs> listening to. Yeah. So just a fair, your fair warning. We are going to be talking about sex. So if you don't want to have those conversations yet with your kid, <laughs> I highly recommend making yeah. sure your ear pods are in <laughs> yeah. and the Bluetooth speaker is not <laughs> or you're not in the car. Yeah. So we're talking about sex like Selena, like you were saying, but specifically the see-through sex life and mm. cultivating a life that is uh, a sex life that is truly transparent but also around intimacy in general. Mm-hmm. So sexual intimacy, yes, but how that informs our emotional intimacy, our spiritual intimacy, and how all the intimacies <laughs> are really communication mediums. Yeah. Right? And they're God-ordained, and they're, they're gifts from God, but sin has marred them, and we can easily get them wrong. And today, but specifically, we're talking about the sex part of that. And this is part of a four-part mini-series, actually, that's going to be releasing over the coming two weeks. So more information on that on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Oh, jumped onto the other side. <laughs> You're such nope. a nerd. <laughs> I just but thought it'd be funny your... to be like, woohoo, here we go. I love your nerdiness. It's I great. just do like a voice that's like, Whoa. like we're jumping to the other side. Wow, dad joke. I'll give that a, a C. <laughs> Just, I'm not know. a dad, so I don't well, know how these things work. Just stay work. in your lane, Freddie. Stay in your lane, Freddie. All right. <laughs> so like, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. this is the first part of a four-part mini-series. Now, I say parts because they're not releasing weekly. They're releasing, is it bi-weekly or no. semi-weekly? So I think usually it's semi-week- they drop Tuesdays. So we are doing, the, one is releasing Tuesday of our book launch. Yeah, release. it's more than once a week. It's Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday, and, Thursday, and yes. then the following Tuesday and then Thursday. So it's like a bonus. So today, if you're listening to this on re- the the day it releases, this podcast episode, it's the book releases a week from today. So okay. we are really excited. It's kind of that last push, uh, and so we want to make sure that you know exactly what's in the in the book, and that's what we're talking through for the next four little episodes. Yes, they're going to be shorter episodes too. So hopefully, they're really easy for you to digest, and we'll we'll be building on each episode as we go about it. Yeah, so the first one today, um, just to give you a brief outline, and then we'll kind of get into, you know, our housekeeping. I know you hate that. Or we can skip it. We'll skip skip it, because these are shorter episodes, so we'll try to... Skip the housekeeping? Yeah. Just makes a messy life, but okay. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. No, the next four weeks, so the first... Right today, we're going to talk about sex and cultivating kind of a see-through sex life um, in light of... You know, knowing each other, knowing God, being able to communicate through some stuff. Uh, the next week is is going to be talking about see through communication, so how we can um, connect uh, more transparently with each other. Really uh, have hard talks in yeah. a productive way. Yes, yes. Kind of how to bring those walls down in order to um, kind of have the groundwork done, so we can talk. Uh, the second or the third week is going to be talking about why we need to know ourselves like why knowing ourselves matters so being having a see-through self i guess <laughs> seeing through yourself yeah, you know what this part of writing the book um was really hard for me because i tend to think that the self-help genre of, yeah. of pop culture is a generally just 
idolizing yourself. Yes. But we looked in the scripture. No, that's not us people. We looked in the scripture and we're like, okay, what does God's word say about Mm self-knowledge and and self-discovery and knowing how you're wired? And you know what? It has a lot to say. And the bottom line is we're called to know ourselves accurately, not just for the sake of knowing ourselves, but to glorify God even better, to love each other better. Mm. Uh, And so anyway, that's week three. Yep. Week four is being seen and seeing others in true Christian community. And that each word there means something. Mm -hmm. True Christian community. We'll talk about that in um, detail. The fourth week. Yeah. The fourth week. So, again, these are all uh, under the umbrella of our book that is about to release called See Through Marriage. We hope you guys have gotten your copies or are getting them or pre-ordering them because there are still, there's still is there time? Oh yeah. Well, you have going to be one week. You have a week from the release of this episode. To get some you need to go to see through goodies. Get some nifty gifties. Nifty gifties. Go to seethroughbook.com. If you do that and you pre-order the book, um, good job. Make sure you go back there and f- fill out. There's a redemption link. Look, look around. You'll find it. There's a redemption link to make sure that you get the free audio book mm-hmm. and the free discussion guide, which we just finished editing. I love how it turned out. Uh, it's going to make you have some really good conversations. A lot of questions around mm. the material in the book, around transparency. Uh, but make sure you fill out the redeem form. You'll get that as soon as the book releases. So you can go through it with your spouse. You can go through it with other couples or with your community group. Uh, seethroughbook.com. Mm. So there you go. All right. All right. So talking about see-through sex, right? Talking about transparency in sex. It's like, hey, aren't you already naked? I mean, come Ideally, on. Ideally. But right? maybe, maybe, maybe not. Right? Well, I mean, being physically naked with someone doesn't necessarily mean that you are emotionally naked with them. Or Very true. spiritually, right? You You may not be being seen or you may not be seeing your spouse fully um if you if sex might be feeling a little empty maybe it might be feeling functional versus actual like connection so i want to make a really stark contrast at this point because i it came to my popped into my mind the world's view of sex the reason why sex is so such a hot topic is because it's it's an extraordinary area of dysfunction and Mm, brokenness brokenness in our culture and here's an example I was sitting in a, it was, it was a couple years ago. I was sitting in a Starbucks doing some work and it was up in the Seattle area. And, uh, I, I watched a young man walk in, right? Probably college age, you know, 20, 22, 24, something like that. Walked in, went into the bathroom. Two minutes later, a young lady walked in, went into the bathroom. Same bathroom. Same bathroom. Oh dear. Five minutes later, they both walked out. And we had sheepish looks on their face and clearly they were hooking up. Right. Right. And so that, that hookup culture is the stark contrast I want to make yeah. hookup culture, right? Completely carnal, completely, you could be naked, whatever that, you know, physical, the physicality of it, but you're completely and utterly obscured to this person emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, mm. relationally. So can you really be loved in that instance? No, absolutely not. Right? It's not love. It's right. complete. Complete lust, carnal, carnality, right. and it's I'm worst form. I'm just asking the question. For I know you're not, I'm, but you're, yeah, I appreciate the question. <laughs> <laughs> you just served me up a little, an underhanded, you know, just crank that one out of the park. No, so yeah, it's complete contrast to what yeah. God's vision is, what God's design is, and what will really allow us to flourish, not just for sex itself, all right? People, sex is not an end in itself. It's a means to a greater end. Mm. What is the greater end? A, the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Boom. Absolutely. We talked about that last week. We exist for the glory of God. No other purpose. If we don't glorify God, then that's, we're sinning. <laughs> okay. Uh, B, what is the purpose of sex? Uh, 
to, to experience love, love and intimacy <laughs> yeah. and to give to each other. Right. Obviously, we get something out of it, too. Then there's the functional C version of sex or purpose of sex, which is just family, procreation, mm. God's purposes throughout the generations, uh, the, the flourishing of humanity. Right. Right. And so we talked about the purposes of sex in our other book, Fierce Marriage, in more in depth. But I just want to make that really quick contrast. Okay. So yeah. we are talking about God's vision for, plan for, design for sex in light of us being designed for his glory and for human flourishing for his glory. <laughs> So as opposed to any other uh, caricature of that, distortion mm. of that, um, and twisting of that. Right. Um, and I gave the example of what, what I said before. So Coming in hot there. Coming in hot. I wasn't expecting that. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. We can do this. We so, can do this. So what uh, – you, so, you look like you're going to read a verse there. Yeah. I was just <laughs> kind of bringing it back in. I'm like, how does this all go together now? <laughs> it's, all <right. laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um so I think one of the one of the big ways mm. that marriages can become muddled and not so transparent in terms of sex is when we allow what Song of Solomon two fifteen calls little foxes mm. um, to come in. It says, and I'm sure many of you have heard this and even read Such a good the Chandler, Matt Chandler's book about that. Matt and Lauren Chandler's book. Um, Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. Mm. So if you look in our study Bible, it talks about... you got to keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. My beloved is mine and I go. am his. He grazes among the lilies <laughs> until the day breathes and the shadows flee. Turn, my beloved. Be like a gazelle or a young stag on cleft mountains. <laughs> Woo, I don't steamy. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's real I mean, steamy. Hey, the, the first part of uh, Song of Solomon 2 is... Borderline offensive. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> the innuendo there is yes. so thick. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So it's talking about little foxes coming in and basically spoiling the what's in bloom. Mm -hmm. And what is in bloom? It's love. It's right. it's obvious. And it's the physicality of it. Yeah. The study Bible in ESV says the foxes represent some hindrances that are threatening to spoil their relationship. Hmm. So some hindrances. Uh, I mean, just think about if... In, uh, think about ways that you're not that you're hiding I guess maybe in marriage in your sex life in your sex marriage I can't talk sexy marriage for everyone <laughs> it's just a fun sexy time <laughs> so the area of sex yeah. within your marriage what, what are ways that you're you're hiding or what are ways that um, feel like make sex feel like it's a it's being hindered right hmm. so um, you know just an example of us um, you know we don't share a lot about but go ahead. We're going to share an example. I want to interject one thing. There's go different ahead. categories where we can think about these foxes, okay? And there's externalities and there's internalities. And the externalities would be the foxes coming in from outside, right? Uh, I'm thinking of things like past trauma, right? Uh, abuses you've experienced, right. or uh, you know, if you've been molested or anything like that. That's going to be that's going to cause uh, that's going to cause a issues, hindrance. a hindrance. Yeah. Yes. And by God's grace, you can be healed and, and that those can things can, he can that. lead you through yeah. a healing uh, of that. Uh, the, another one would be an externality of like pornography or, mm -hmm. or lust or maybe an unchecked sexual sexuality, maybe prior to yeah. meeting your spouse or prior to uh, knowing God, mm -hmm. knowing his plan for it. There's there's fallout to that sin. Right. And so that's an externality. Uh, there are other things like uh, your coworkers, temptations. Uh, if, if a coworker comes to you and is coming on to you, 
male or female, right? Mm. They come on to you and they could threaten the health of what's growing in your garden, so to speak. Mm. Then there's internalities. I think maybe the trauma could be an internality, but then just internal lust. Uh, internalities also in terms of our own relationship. So mm. uh, bitterness toward each other, uh, being closed off toward each other uh, because of maybe past hurts that have gone unforgiven. Right. Or, uh, you know, or you're just not able to communicate really well yeah. with each other. Or your life circumstance. Maybe your finances are really stressful yeah. and you're working a lot. Or your kids are really unruly because they're all locked inside right now. And uh, there's a thousand reasons that they're... I just want to think through those categories right. or at least mention those right yeah, now. Absolutely. There's externalities and internalities, little foxes that will come in and threaten to kind of um, uproot or eat. Hinder. Hinder. Thank you. Use yeah. that word again. So there's a story from our own recent... <clears throat> past that not, I say past I mean the last week <laughs> um, that I think is really relevant here right yeah. right it was you know the kids were in bed it was kind of that that time of the week I was putting out the vibe he was putting out the vibe I Put was on the Barry White yes <laughs> let's get it on and we <laughs> um, I wish I could sing like him so we, we never got out of bed anyway go ahead <laughs> okay so we were feeling, I was having, the, feeling it. Yes, it was it was that that time, and I was just having a difficult time um, wanting to have sex, and I, I think that people can relate. So I I just I didn't feel like we were connecting. Um, you had been like awesome during the day, like extraordinarily ser- serving me, and not with an agenda. And you made that known, like this is you're just loving me to love me, right? I don't I hate that I question that, but there's a part of me oh, I think sure. that questions yeah. like oh why are you doing all these nice things for me you're gonna have to put out <laughs> just, <laughs> just, okay. sorry um anyways so we were we were in that moment of I'm not feeling this you are you had the expectations I think of it being a little bit more functional because it had been a few days um I was telling you it's really hard for me to be with you emotionally and physically because I don't I just don't feel connected. I feel like there's mm-hmm. an obstacle between us. I don't I don't feel brave and I don't want to be intimate in that moment because it just it felt more carnal, I guess, in some ways. And it didn't. And my heart yeah. needed more out of that moment. So here's OK. That's I want to share the, the my perspective. Yes, that was right? going to say now you can share. So, yours. You may. I want to be clear. OK. Remember, we had a warning up front. This is we're talking about Sexy time. So if you have kids, get them out of the room or whatever. <laughs> Put your headphones in. We were actually going about our business. I'm okay. going to say it that way. Wow. Okay. Okay. And because I, I feel like it's helpful for people. Okay. And we were realizing this doesn't, this doesn't, this, this feels, is... something feels off. Uh, something felt really off. Like we weren't connecting. Right. And so I looked at you and I was like, why aren't you here with me? Like what's going on? Yeah. And granted, we knew, like you had said, it's, it was going to be more of a functional thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't have, we didn't have hours, right? Mm-hmm. We, the kids were in bed. The, the baby's, um, she had an ear infection. She had an ear so infection. We so like... she's, we didn't know how much time we would have before yeah. she started waking up again. And so, uh, I, I was under the assumption, Hey, we've been connecting. I've been really like, <laughs> we've, we've not fought. <laughs> like, uh, I told you I loved you the day we got married. I'll let you know if that changes <laughs> yeah, right. sort of thing. But yeah. I, I'm like, why are you having a hard time now? Why don't you just love me? And why don't right. you just want to, to be with me and right now? And this is not an uncommon thing that this is, yeah. this happens like, you know, I'd hate to say it, but it does happen pretty regularly. I think I think it could probably happen a couple times a month. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you're typically your response has been, 
you know, you kind of fall inward and you feel rejected as you would, right? Like you a feel, spiral. Yeah, yeah, you feel unwanted and insecure and it leads to frustration. And I'm like, this is not the case. Like, I don't not want you. I just don't feel brave in being with you right now because I feel like I'm not being known. I feel disconnected. I feel so. That's like, when a light bulb went off in my head. Yes. And I thought... By the grace of God. But seriously, <laughs> because there's so many times when that light bulb has stayed unlit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like Selena said, I'll spiral and get really frustrated. And then, it, then we spend an hour arguing until finally we re- reconcile. Right. Which is... That's fine. And I mean, it, we grow in those instances. But in this case, I, I, I heard you and I saw you and I, I thought, I'm here thinking this is functional, which is something that we've agreed to in general in our marriage that sometimes that's the case, but clearly it's not functional for you right now. This, that will not work for you. We need to connect. I need, you need to know that I love you. You need to know that I care about you for more than just this, what you can give to me, but I care about your heart, your soul, your mind. Right. That. And so instead of getting offended, because I was, I was starting to go that route. Yeah. I thought she loves me. She just doesn't feel loved right now. So I need (laughs) to love her better at this moment. And I feel like that was a breakthrough. It was. It very much was. And you were just like, you know, explaining your basic thoughts about me all the time. And I'm just like, oh, like, this is good to hear. (laughs) Basic. (laughs) Well, because you're just like, I love you and I want to have sex with you because you're my wife. And I just want to, like, be close to you all the time. And I just always want that. And I'm just like... How do you just want that so purely? Like I don't. And I'm like, how do you not want that all the time? <laughs> so you, clearly, you can see, like we were having a difficult time connecting, but it it came through in the way that you did. You saw me, right? And you, we kind of, you saw that I was dealing with some things in my head and in my heart, and so um, this is. I mean, we tried to outline a few things of how God led us through this, and so just to mm. be helpful f- to you all, um, we honestly. We were in the middle of it, like Ryan said, and Ryan said we had to have an honest, humble, transparent conversation, and we had to kind of say, this is where we're at, a current, give a current state of our minds and our hearts. This is, I said, mm. this is what I'm dealing with. I, I noticed, or I observed, I'm grateful for how you've served me today. However, I, I am feeling not connected. Yeah. It's not any, it's really not you. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of, I'm just not feeling it right now. And there's a lot that goes into that, but you were so gracious in understanding. And you showed, you told me like your side of things as well. And that was fine. There is an underlying. So depending on how you're approaching this, mm-hmm. you, this conversation could feel impossible. Yeah. Whereas if you have, um, if, if things aren't generally okay yeah, in your marriage, you know, if, if you're a wife and you're feeling the way Selena felt, um, you may, it, it may not feel like, uh, mm-hmm. that anything your husband says would make you feel better in that moment. Or if your husband, and this is like, it's been weeks since you've been intimate with your wife and you're feeling like this is just another rejection, mm-hmm. but you, so I, I do want to address that there are, there are harder instances, more difficult instances yes. where this won't just be like a conversation and you, and you're back to a place of right. full reconciliation, full health and good, good. intimacy. Um, so there's an underlying, I think, uh, health that has to be in place for these conversations to be really fruitful. And yeah. that's like, you're not going to talk your way, um, into a better sex life if there's no other, uh, health in your marriage. Right. Does that make sense? Right. And so in, if that's the case, then you really need, um, then you need to, I don't want to be prescriptive, but here's something that could help <laughs> counseling, biblical mentorship, mm-hmm. biblical counseling, pastors, ongoing yeah. effort put into your marriage. I think it, if you're not b- 
building the strength and health of your marriage over time, it's unreasonable to expect that when when hard times come, hard times, yeah, yeah, you're not, you're going to be able, you're going to be like, oh, this is how I feel, and we're working through this, and go right, like that's yeah. just not um, attainable. So I, I think that's that's awesome that you highlighted that because there definitely has to be some uh, a place of health, or there's you know you're working towards that place of health to be able to have these conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, before or, you know, stopping in the middle and saying, hey, this is not working for me. Because I will say there are those, we've had plenty of those where we've been, you know, kind of mid-process and we just go off the rails completely Mm -hmm. and just go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, because we haven't been able to reconcile. And I'm being completely honest. Granted, we we get up and deal with it. Mm -hmm. We wake up. We don't let that stuff brood and turn into uh, an anger toward each other. Right. But there's been those moments, so just don't. I just want to be very uh, uh, nuanced in that. I don't want to instantiate this one, this one part of our lives, uh, this one instance, and turn it into like a regular thing. Because yeah. we'll have times when we have to talk through it again. Yeah. Um, and couples will have very different views Absolutely. of this, so Absolutely. very different experiences. So, so one thing that really um, I think we underestimate again is is prayer in our marriage. I know you're like prayer and sex. What like. You know, yes, if you feel like you need to stop and pray, do that. But I think prayer is is more of like a, an ahead of time thing and not like, okay, we're going to have sex, so we should pray before. But like in constant communion with the Lord for your spouse, for your mm. intimacy. Yeah. Obviously, this is a, a big struggle for a lot of marriages. I think it's a constant uh, area of sanctification, right? And so praying for each other, praying for your spouse Praying for transparency, praying for wholeness, mm. um, praying for humility, and having some of these hard conversations, um, I think is is one of the one ways, the main ways that we can ask the Lord to intervene and re- be reminded that we need His intervention in this area. A big thing about prayer is we don't pray because we don't think we need God, right? And we don't think we need His help. And when we pray, we are acknowledging that we can, we don't have perfection. We don't have the so solution good. on our own. So good. And so that puts our whole, that completely reorients our hearts yeah. and especially our hearts toward each other. When we realize that any flourishing we experiencing in our, and, and we experience in our marriage is by the grace of God. Right. Anytime I feel loved by you is by the grace of God. Anytime yeah. I love you successfully is <laughs> by the grace of God. And so praying is in a constant acknowledgement that I need God for this to work. Yeah. And it's, and so we don't, so we're saying prayer now because it's really part of that under that un, that bedrock right. of being able to have this see through um, right. sex life, see through marriage, right? So. And this uh, this second part, I think we're just going to congl- like push the two together, sure. <laughs> the second and the third, because they kind of overlap. So admitting challenges, and I think one way we do that is um, through clarifying our expectations of each other and of the moment, right? Mm, that's really good. So what are what do we expect? Uh, from or about sex in our marriage. Um, and mm. there's, there's a lot of ways we can answer that. And I think, I mean, we can say no matter how long we've been together, each moment is, is different. It's always loaded with different expectations because we go through different seasons of life and there's things that we're dealing with that are different than they were even 10 years ago, right? Or even mm-hmm. last month or last week. So, um, understanding those expectations going into that moment of intimacy, I think is one way we can admit our challenges. Um, and, yeah. and you and I, I mean, I was just saying, I don't feel connected right now. And then you're able to say, well, I, you know, I feel rejected typically when we do this, but, or when you say it like that, um, but I'm, you need to be loved right now. And you, you know, you, this is what you, I can clearly see. This is what you need. It's not about me, you know? So admitting yeah. 
those challenges that we're facing to each other mm-hmm. and brings that transparency. And when you're able to articulate your expectations, you're able to see the, the dissonance there and maybe where you were missing it. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I mean, in that instance, because of the, it was late at night, the baby was finally asleep. <laughs> we were both tired. Right. I was like, I was just expecting yeah. like, with, like basically cutting to the chase. Yeah. And usually it's more than that. It's not, you yeah. know, and, but I never want to leave you in the wake of that. Like you're of my course, wife. I love course. you. I want you to feel loved even right. if it's cutting to the chase. Well, and we usually do feel. Yes. And so that's where that's, it was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that's, and so when I articulated that, you're like, okay, I get that expectation, but to be honest, that's not going to cut it for me right now. Right. And that's where I said, oh, okay, let's. Right. Okay. It's an opportunity yeah. for us to yeah. be generous, to be charitable with each yes. other, right? And to give of ourselves and know that it's not a rejection thing. It's a me. It's a one of us is asking for help and asking to be loved. Mm. Um, so I think the ending hope that we want to leave you with today um, is talking to, is just talking around this idea of learning the power and beauty of sexual selflessness. I was going to say, so you wrote this part in the book. This actually is from the book. Um, and uh, I... Just to hear you talk about the power and beauty of sexual selflessness was so, I think, um, enlivening to me as your husband. Mm. Uh, but also, I feel like it's very enlivening to the church, to to others, right? Mm. And the passage that you re- referenced so well, because um, you're so brilliant. I love it. So it's First <laughs> Corinthians 7, 3 through 5. I'm just going to read it here. Um, this this verse, these this passage is controversial, right? Because sometimes men and women would use it and hold it over each other's heads. Mm. And it becomes a bludgeoning tool as opposed to a reminder of some gospel truth. So let's let's try to read it without an agenda. Let's try to see what Paul is saying to the Corinthians. And here's what it says. The husband should give his wife, give to his wife her conjugal rights. Now, there's a whole context before this. We don't have time to go through that. I encourage you to go back and read the whole chapter. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her body, but the husband does. Likewise, okay, before you jump to conclusions, likewise the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of Mm -hmm. your lack of self-control. So the last part of that, it's talking mm-hmm. about kind of hedging and protecting against those little foxes, mm-hmm. knowing that a healthy sex life is oftentimes the best protection against little foxes. Uh, one of the um, one of the things you do, um, like if you're trying to, uh, I'm going to use an example from uh, ferment, fermenting beer, right? So if someone's fermenting a beer, what could happen is a bad bacteria will get in there. Well, a lot of times you preempt that by putting in good bacteria. And so if that, as that flourishes, it chokes out the ability for the bad things to grow. Mm. So oftentimes a health and the same thing goes for a garden that's thriving, trees that are thriving. Right. Um, if you, if the good organisms are growing and thriving, the bad ones just won't have a chance to take root. Right. Um, so Paul's talking about that, but really what this is talking about is being generous toward each other mm. and, and selfless mm-hmm. and, and, and what is the phrase you used? Uh, yes, sexual selflessness mm. or selfless sexuality in that. I am not my own. You are not a means to my end. Mm-hmm. I am something that I I have only myself. I give myself to you mm-hmm. as my wife. Mm-hmm. You have only yourself. You give yourself to me as my wife. I care for you because mm-hmm. you've given yourself to me. You care for me because I've given myself to you. Right. And that's what Paul's talking right. about. This is not an authority topic. This is a, no. a love and 
covenant and mm. selflessness topic. Very good. Um, so definitely go check that out. Read. I think we'd end this episode with the hope of just knowing that you're the best sex that you can have is typically when you are able to give of yourself, right? Mm. When you're being selfless. Um, it requires vulnerability on both parties. Uh, and it, we have to learn to deal with sexual frustration through communication. Like having, I mean, again, our example of we were having a frustrating moment. We had to stop. We had to pause. We had to work through it. Mm. Don't be afraid to do that. It's okay. And again, with the underlying um, groundwork being in place, you know, you're, you're having, you know, a healthy sex life. Other things are thriving. You're, there's this healthy, what is it? Garden basically, you know, that enables you to be able to have these conversations. So understand that again, sex is mutually beneficial, but we need to both be uh, selfless in it, I guess would be the best way. I want, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, connect this to the gospel before we jump off. Mm -hmm. So how does sex remind us of the gospel? That might, (laughs) that, that might sound crass. Please listen. It is not crass. Sex was designed by God for our good, for his glory. Okay. It's a beautiful thing. We get to enjoy it. It's a common grace that we get to enjoy. And here's the thing is when we are naked, fully naked and fully known in within the covenant of marriage, the beauty of the covenant of marriage that gives us a place to experience and learn how to love each other the way Christ has loved us. When you're naked with your spouse and you're still loved, fully known, still loved, right? And you're experiencing that, that grace within that relationship, it is a, it is a stark reminder of how we are even more completely known, more completely naked before the God of the universe and still more and more completely loved Mm -hmm. in Christ. And so let us reflect that kind of love in this area. Yeah. As, as Christian married people, let us have thriving sex lives, not just for sex itself, but because it is a window. It is a, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a keyhole looking into the greater truth mm. of being fully known, fully loved in the gospel. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so as a couple, we encourage you to read first Corinthians seven, uh, one through five. I'd probably say just read the whole chapter seven, right? That's maybe a good, six and seven, six so and get... seven. Just read all first Corinthians. No. <laughs> you should, you can, it's a great book. Uh, first Corinthians, uh, six and seven, read that out loud together and just talk about how it can apply to your marriage. What does selfless sexuality look like? in light of what Paul writes. So anyways, we are going to end this mini series and get started on the next one. Episode mini series, episode number one. So join us next time. We're talking about see-through talks or see-through communication. Mm. It will jump off based on what we're talking about here. Um, And if you haven't yet, we encourage you to pre-order the book, seethroughbook.com. The book itself is called See-Through Marriage. You can find it anywhere books are sold, pretty much. Mm. Um, And you'll get pre-order bonuses. So if you pre-order it, make sure you go back to seethroughbook.com. There's a link there to redeem those bonuses for a free audio book that will be emailed to you and a free discussion guide, which, like I said, I love how it turned out. So awesome. Um, If he loves it, guys, that's saying a lot because he's got high standards. He's really biggie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm super picky. So anyway, uh, we hope you'll join us um, and for the next episode. It'll be live in about two days. So until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Okay.